catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Thursday morning. I'm Jack Prater, and this is The Point from WUFT News. In Gainesville, traffic safety concerns have risen to a top priority following a string of pedestrian deaths in recent years. The latest tragedy in this unfolding story has pushed city leaders and advocates back into the battle over road safety. I sat down with WUFT's Macy Goldfarb about the latest developments surrounding a fatal accident involving a pedestrian this month. Yeah, so there's been a really like unfortunate history um, within, you know, starting in late 2019 of pedestrian deaths that have been related to UF. You know, UF students, it was Maggie Paxton in late 2019 or late 2020, my bad. And then Sophia Lambert in early 2021. Um, and of course, there have been a couple other tragic incidents that were not UF related, but then this most recent one with Miss um, Obando, that was, um, she was a UF graduate and she had actually just graduated. So that kind of brought the connection in there. And something important to kind of realize is that all the um, conversation and activism pretty much has been up until this month on you know, what to do about specifically like University Avenue and 13th Street, because that's where a lot of these accidents, especially the two notable ones from late 2020 and early 2021 have been happening and where a lot of, um, you know, actually some change has been occurring on those roads since then. But those roads aren't controlled by the city of Gainesville. They're controlled by the state. Uh, so specifically, the Florida Department of Transportation is the one that handles those. So what was interesting about, you know, this most recent fatality is that we could really look at how the city, you know, would respond now that the ball was kind of in their court and they had full discretion of kind of how to act. So that's really what we looked at. And there was a, or there's supposed to be a city commission meeting tomorrow. It's going to be on Thursday, the 20th, that is going to kind of present solutions, possible solutions. So what are some of the solutions that city leaders have been throwing around at this stage ahead of this meeting? I spoke a lot with Commissioner Harvey Ward for the story because he, I know, is eager to hear what the mobility department has to say. And I did discuss with him a couple solutions that they would consider or that he said he specifically would consider. Those included obviously an obvious one, which would be lower speed limits on all city controlled roads. Another solution that he said could be a possibility was to either change the duration of or completely eliminate the existence of the you know, blinking yellow traffic arrow which I actually thought was very interesting. And also the idea of a new type of crosswalk, not new in a lot of the country, but new to us here in the Southeast. Her, uh, Commissioner Ward called it a scramble intersection. That's something he was saying he would look at if presented, but he didn't want to give any for sure indication of what exactly they'd be considering until he hears from that department and they have that conversation and also hear from you know, Gainesville residents at the meeting. And what role have local advocacy groups played in this story? A lot of what they do is try to energize people to be aware of this issue. 
And I know that those uh, groups, Florida Not One More and Gators Against Student Pedestrian Deaths, the people that make up those groups, a lot of those people are people who maybe not firsthand, but somehow have been affected by one of these deaths or another. Families of friends, best friends. I spoke to another person, um, Mackenzie Farkas. She, I didn't get to include any of her words, but she was best friends with Sophia Lambert who passed away in January, 2021. And Mackenzie is also the vice president of Florida Not One More. A lot of those people that are involved, they're involved for a reason. Um, so those groups really try to, I think they have a lot of empathy because they are close to these situations. It's very personal to them. And I think a lot of, you know, what they're able to do through that is be energized and help people understand the cruciality of pedestrian safety and traffic safety. That was WUFT's Macy Goldfarb on her latest work about Gainesville's traffic safety dilemma. Now, let's get into some other top headlines. A bill pushed by Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis that would prohibit public schools and private businesses from making white people feel discomfort when they teach students or train employees about discrimination in the nation's past received its first approval. It takes aim at critical race theory though it doesn't mention it explicitly. Florida's Senate Education Committee approved the bill on party lines Tuesday, with Republicans in favor and Democrats against. Democrats argued the bill isn't needed. DeSantis called critical race theory crap last month and said he would seek legislation that would let parents sue schools and employees sue employers if they were subject to its teachings. Orange County Health Director Dr. Raul Pino has been placed on administrative leave, according to Orlando's WFTV. Pino was placed on paid leave after he sent an email to health department staff expressing frustrations about employee COVID-19 vaccination rates. In it, he writes, I have a hard time understanding how we can be in public health and not practice it. Pino has acted as the face of the Orange County Department of Health throughout the pandemic, updating the public during county news conferences. Florida is on pace to produce the smallest crop of oranges in more than 75 years. A forecast released last week says the Sunshine State is on pace to produce 44.5 million 90-pound boxes of oranges during the current season. If the current forecast holds true through the rest of the citrus growing season, it will be the smallest orange crop since the 1944 to 1945 season. The citrus growing season in Florida lasts from fall into late spring. Subscribe to The Point newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org for more information. I'm Jack Prater, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Thursday.